Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on March 6th, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to support the ministries of St. Mark's, you'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Jan Root with the Gospel reading. The Holy Gospel for this first Sunday in Lent is found in the Gospel of St. Luke, the fourth chapter, beginning with the first verse. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I will give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only God. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, The one who commands his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Then Jesus answered him, It is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, The devil departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. About three or four months into the global COVID pandemic, I started to notice that I was clenching my jaw on many occasions throughout the day. It's not that I hadn't done that before, but it was a clear indication that my body was holding more stress and anxiety than what is normal for me. And not long after that, I started hearing more and more stories about what people were experiencing on a mass scale. It was then, too, that mental health professionals started to talk about the growing pandemic of anxiety and depression in our country. By November of 2020, more than four out of 10 adults in the United States told a Census Bureau survey that they suffered from anxiety or depression. And as we all know, this data might not affect or really reflect the true extent of the problem due to the fact that behavioral health is often underreported. According to Lynn Bufka of the American Psychological Association, underreporting happens because of stigma, people accepting problems as simply the way it is, or not connecting certain issues with behavioral health, such as linking sleep troubles with anxiety. It's reasonable for people to assume, she said, that there is a 50-50 chance that the person you are with might be feeling stressed, anxious, or depressed 
in response to the current situation. So if your body is tense right now, if you didn't sleep well last night, if your stomach is tight in a knot, or your mind is full of unsettling thoughts, you are not alone. If you sought out mental health counseling during the pandemic, or started to take medication to treat what you're experiencing, you're not alone. The truth is we have all been journeying through a wilderness of stressful, challenging circumstances. And we're all trying to learn how to live from one day to the next. In our first scripture reading today from the book of Deuteronomy, we heard Moses' words to Israelites who had been wandering in an uncharted wilderness for almost 40 years. In some ways, it makes two years of wilderness wandering through COVID seem like nothing. But when we go back and look at what they had been through and how they responded, I think we can all find a certain level of kinship with these people of God who we meet in the Old Testament story today. In previous chapters in Deuteronomy, we learned that there were many, many times when the Israelites became anxious and when their trust in God's providence wore thin. In other words, they were a lot like us. Even when God met their needs with enough food for each day, the Israelites remained anxious. Instinctively, they collected greater portions, much greater than what they needed for the day. And they fell into the pattern of stockpiling the manna for themselves out of anxiety and putting their needs ahead of their neighbors. It reminds me of a book written by Dan Erlander called Manna and Mercy. When he gets to the part of the Exodus story where people are starting to anxiously accumulate more manna than what they need for the day, Erlander says that God saw this as a teachable moment. In other words, God saw that this was the time to introduce a new pattern of behavior that would help them, that, that could be learned and experienced and repeated by them and then by generations after them. It was Moses who taught this behavior to the Israelites, saying, gather only as much manna as each of you needs according to the number of people in your household, and then trust that God will provide that same amount tomorrow and the next day and the next day until you finally reach the land that God has promised to you. And it started to work by repeating the action day in and day out and by observing and experiencing results. The people learned a way of life in that wilderness time that took them beyond their instincts for survival to a new level of trust in God and also of mutual care for one another. And now in the portion of their story that we heard today, we join those same people at another teachable moment. They are now nearing the end of their long wilderness journey and Moses is giving them all instructions about the way that they are to live in the new promised land. They know that it will be a land of great abundance, a land flowing with milk and honey. But Moses also knows that it will be a land of new temptation. He knows that they will be tempted to forget 
what they had learned in the wilderness and grab as much of this bounty as they possibly could, even at the expense of those who didn't have the means or the ability to care for themselves. So Moses gives them instructions for a new behavior, again, that can be learned, experienced, repeated, and then taught to each new generation. For me, these instructions sound especially relevant as we begin a week now when the indoor mask mandate will be lifted in our state and the journey out of this wilderness of COVID maybe seems closer at hand. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, Moses says, you are going to take some of the first fruit of all the ground and you're going to put it in a basket and set it down before the altar of the Lord. Then you are going to tell the amazing story of what God has done for you and of what God has given to you as gift to bring you to this place. Growing up in that rich spiritual tradition that had been passed down from generation to generation, Jesus would have absorbed this teaching and this way of life. And I'm sure that it had a great impact on him as he ventured into wildernesses of all kind. It would be hard to imagine in this story a more anxiety-producing environment. Jesus is not only lacking in food, but in all other forms of protection that might have made him feel secure. When I read Luke's story of this, the teachable moment for me is when I see more deeply that God's providence and God's loving care are the gifts that sustain us in anxious times. That must have been what Jesus trusted with all of his heart when he said, one does not live by bread alone. It must have been his way of remembering the story of the Israelites in the wilderness and the Torah teaching that he had learned growing up. It's earlier in Deuteronomy when God tells the people of Israel, remember the long way that the Lord your God has led you through these 40 years in the wilderness in order to make you understand that one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. I'm sure there were many parts of that holy word from God that were in Jesus' thoughts as he ventured into the wilderness. But my heart tells me that the most important of all were probably the words he had just heard as he came up from the waters of baptism. It was then that a voice from heaven said, you are my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. It brings to mind the poem by Jan Richardson that we heard at our Ash Wednesday worship service. In its lovely beginning, she writes, if you would enter into the wilderness, do not begin without a blessing. Do not leave without hearing who you are, beloved, named by the one who has traveled this path before you. Do not go without letting it echo in your ears. And if you find it is hard to let it into your heart, do not despair. That is what this journey is for. Perhaps many of us will feel 
less anxious when the COVID virus has less impact on our lives. But there will always be things that make us feel vulnerable and afraid. There will always be the need to trust then in God's providence, in God's loving care for us. And there will always be the need to let those words of truth echo in our ears too. You are my beloved. Even when the waves of anxiety seem too great to bear, there is such deep peace for every one of us in this timeless truth. There is deep peace too in the way of life that flows from love such as this. Gathering only what we need, trusting that God will provide the same amount again tomorrow, sharing what we have with others, and telling the story of what God has done for us. We can all help each other do this in these holy days of Lent. By the power of God's Spirit, we can take each other by the hand now, and we can walk together toward the promised land, never forgetting who we are. And if it is really true that half of us might be feeling stressed, anxious, or depressed at any time along the way, then this is our path together forward. My jaw may still be clenched at times, but I'm so grateful to have you as companions every step of the way. Thanks be to God. Amen.